1: This is All of It. I'm Tiffany Hansen, in for Allison Stewart. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We are grateful you're here. On today's show, we'll talk about a new exhibit at the International Center of Photography celebrating its 50th anniversary. We'll talk with the filmmakers behind the documentary Raising Liberty Square. And we'll speak with the co-creators of the new reboot of Shogun. That's the plan, so let's get started with some book recommendations from our resident reading guru, Jordan Loff. is one of the busiest times for publishing, which means there are tons of new and exciting books to check out in the coming weeks. Here to talk about some of the books she's been reading lately and the upcoming releases she is most excited about is All of It producer Jordan Loff, who is also also the producer of Get Lit. Jordan, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. (laughs) Listeners, we also, of course, want to hear from you. We know you have book recommendations. What's the best book you've read lately? What book would you likely recommend to our listeners, to your fellow listeners? We're looking for your recommendations. Call us, 212 433 9692, that's 212433 WNYC. You can also text us at that number. You can find us on all of the social medias at all of it WNYC. Jordan. All right, we have Get Lit this week.
2: We do. On Wednesday, we've got our Get Lit with All of It event. Um, in case you haven't heard, our book this month has been The Reformatory by Tanana Tananarive Du. Um, it is the story of a young boy who, in 1950s Florida, is sent to a horrible uh, segregated school for boys. It's a reformatory. I say school with lots of air quotes. It's mm-hmm. really just an abusive, horrible place. And he learns that he can see ghosts there of boys who have died. And he gets sort of caught in this scheme of whether he is going to hunt the ghosts as the abusive superintendent of the school would like or whether he's going to help the ghosts as uh, one particular uh, boy would like him to do. So it's a really engaging, it's a tough read. It's an engaging read. Um, if you haven't had time to check it out, you've still got a couple days. Uh, we've got free copies available thanks to our partners at the New York Public Library. And if you haven't gotten your tickets yet to join us, that's happening on Wednesday um, at 6 p.m. at the Stavros New York Ghost Foundation Library. Um, you can get your free tickets now at WNYC.org getlit. Um, And we've also got a great musical guest lined up. Um, Jake Blunt will be performing as well. All right. So tell us the title again. It's The Reformatory by Tanana Reeve Dew.
1: Would you classify
2: it as horror? It is horror. um, But I would say if horror is not your thing, it's very rooted in historical fiction. So Ah, I I would say it's more a historical fiction novel with some fantastical elements. So I wouldn't let the horror title sort of... Uh, dissuade you if, if you think horror is not really for you. Um, it, it still is a tough read, but it's not, you know, jump scare. You're not going to be uh, lying awake at night, I don't think, worried about what's in your closet. Okay. Horror. And
1: I should add, I know I asked you for the title again, but I should add, listeners, we will have the complete list of all of the books that we talk about today online for you at some point in a couple of days you can look for it online at the, you know, all of it. Just look it up. We'll have all of the books from uh, our listener recommendations as well, which leads me to say, listeners, we want your recommendations. Call us 212-433-9692 or text us 212-433-WNYC. Okay, Jordan, moving on. Three Body Problem. It's a sci-fi. You've read it recently. I think there's television coming out around this too, so let's talk about that. Yes, I've become an evangelist for this book. I thought that sci-fi was not for me,
2: and then I read this book, and I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is something I can get into. Um, it is by a Chinese author, Sushin um, Liu. It's translated to English by Ken Liu. Um, and this is a book that is set in China's cultural revolution, and the idea is that we're living in a world in which humans have figured out how to communicate with aliens. And they've sent a message And perhaps the aliens are coming. So, what are we going to do with that information? Who is going to be communicating with the aliens? Are aliens coming for good? Are they coming for ill? Do certain factions of people actually want the aliens to come? Why might they want the aliens to come? Um, So, it's got these sort of big political and philosophical questions. It's also set mostly on Earth, which I found helpful as someone who is not uh, a, a sci fi expert. So, you're grounded in our reality. It's just that. Aliens are coming. And (laughs) the best part of it is that there is a Netflix show coming out March 21st. Um, It's an adaptation of the novel and it's... Uh, headed up by the creators of Game of Thrones. I was a big Game of Thrones fan, so I'm really excited for this one. And it's a trilogy, so if you get really into the first one, I hear that the next two are even better, I've been told. So I'm very excited to keep reading. Do we know, does the series cover just the first of the trilogy? I believe the series is just the first book. Okay. And then maybe
1: if it gets renewed, we'll get book two and three. Well, interesting that it's coming from Game of Thrones people, so that might have some influence on how it's shown how that world is created, I think so. And they, you know, they they proved in that
2: series that they're good at the world building aspect right. of creating a place that feels believable, but's got some magical elements to
1: it. So hopefully right. they'll they'll be able to pull that off as well, okay, Jordan, we have a couple of recommendations. I've been reading The Fox Wife by Yangtze Chu. I quite like it. I was drawn to the artwork on the cover. Also, just finished a good book, The Personal Librarian. Another I recently read was Under the Skin from the great Lina Villarosa. Hmm. So three good recommendations. Listeners, we need your recommendations. Let us know. We know you're out there reading. So call us, 212-433-9692, 212-433-WNYC. You can also text us at that number. You can also find us on the socials at at all of it WNYC. All right, uh, Jordan, moving on. Foster by Claire Keegan this sounds like a book that's right up my alley because you can read it in one day
2: yeah it's under 100 pages you'll it's really more like a novella than a novel the the copy of it is very very slim but For how few words are, it packs a really big emotional punch. It's about a young girl living in Ireland whose parents sort of drop her off with uh, family friends or distant relatives. It's never exactly clear. This sort of older couple who don't have any kids. They drop her off with them for a summer. And it's sort of about her experience there of of experiencing love and care in a different Mm -hmm. way than she has before, sort of opening up and then... You know, I won't spoil the ending. It's so short. You'll read it and you'll get there. But Claire Keegan writes so simply, but also mm. so poetically. Um, and if you read it and you really love it, um, you might like the movie adaptation, um, which came out a couple years ago. It's called The Quiet Girl. That's the film adaptation of Foster by Claire Keegan, and that did some pretty well on the uh, the circuit, the film circuit, a couple years ago. Did you see the adaptation? I haven't seen the adaptation yet. I I like to put some distance sometimes between reading the book and seeing the adaptation. I think if it comes too quickly one after the other. I'm nitpicky, so I'm going to give it a little while. All right, I was just
1: going to say, you know, most book lovers are like the first question is how was it compared to the book? Exactly, better, worse. Yeah, that's why
2: I'm excited. I read Dune a couple years ago, so when I see Dune Two on uh, Thursday,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll have forgotten all the details. Yes. All right, Uh, another text here. Excited for the Moth's latest anthology called A Point of Beauty: True Stories of Holding On and Letting Go, which features stories from Elizabeth Gilbert, Lynn Manuel Miranda et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we have a call. Let's head to Jack in Long Branch. Good morning, Jack. You've got a recommendation. Hey, good morning. How are you? Doing great. The,
0: uh, a, a year ago on this show, my partner, Ann, and I heard a recommendation from you for uh, The Eyes and the Impossible by Dave uh, Eggers. Uh, we have read it out loud to each other, not once, but twice. And it's an absolutely wonderful read for children of all ages.
1: All um, right. Dave Eggers. Sounds good. Yeah. It, it,
0: it, the, the, the narrator of the story is Johans, um, a dog, and uh, his merry band of furry friends throughout the park that they live in. And it's just an absolutely dro- absolute joy to read.
1: Excellent. Thanks for the recommendation, Jack. I would like a merry band of furry friends. I certainly would. And I also
2: <laughs> thought that, you know, reading aloud to each other was sort of a lost art. So I'm really yeah. glad to hear that
1: you guys are doing that. That warms my heart. I do love that. All right, Dave in Jackson Heights, you have a recommendation for us.
0: The Third Hotel by Laura Vandenberg.
1: Tell and, us about it.
0: Well, unreliable narrator... Mm. Um, serious topics talking about grief and magical realism, but folded in so that it's psychologically interesting, not um, reaching out into fantasy. Wonderful. That's all I've got.
1: Yeah, sounds great. All right. Thank you so much, Dave in Jackson Heights. Some good recommendations coming in uh, via text, Jordan. The other Eden. Mm. uh also cutting for stone uh the Stationery shop have you read cutting for stone i haven't but i
2: read his most recent one um which the name is now yeah of course it is but uh (laughs) that one was was excellent um about a family who is struggling with a mysterious illness that seems to cause them to drown die by drowning in india it's a it's
1: a beautiful book it's long though Oh, long. okay. The opposite of that hundred pager you were just telling us about <laughs> exactly. All right, you just took a you just took a trip to the Natural History Museum.
2: I did. okay. so I went to the Museum of Natural History and I looked at the dinosaurs as one does. And I was like, the dinosaurs are really cool. But the room that really blew me away was the room of all the extinct sort of giant mammals. Like I didn't realize how big sloths used to be. they were they were massive. <laughs> So I was standing there looking at these giant sloths and I thought to myself, I have to learn more about this. I feel like I got some basic dinosaur education in kindergarten, but I got nothing about the the extinct mammals. So I really recognize I recommend The Rise and Reign of the Mammals, A New History from the Shadow of the Dinosaurs to Us. It's by Steve Broussette. Um, He also wrote a really great book about dinosaurs, which I did read. So that one's great if you're into dinos. But if you are interested in the giant sloths, etc., this is a really cool history of, of mammals. Um, there's some human stuff in there, too. And I also really like that he gives a history of the paleontologists who are working on this stuff as well. So, like, last night I was reading and I learned that this poor guy who was a German paleontologist came to Britain during World War II to escape got arrested and spent the rest of World War II in an internment camp because he was wandering around with maps and they thought, oh, this guy looks suspicious. Oh, He's a German guy wandering around with maps. He was just looking for some molars. He was looking for some fossils. Right. So, um, but, you know, he continued to to assemble some skeletons while
1: in the internment camp. So um, so you wow. get incredible
2: historical details yeah.
1: like that. All right. That's a great recommendation. The rise and reign of the mammals. All right. Wendy in Springfield, welcome to all of it. Hi, Wendy. You have a recommendation. <laughs>
3: Yes, I have two books. Uh, the first is Coleman Hill, a novel by Kim Coleman Foote, and um, it's what she's done is taken her actual family, their pictures are actually on the cover, and also integrated fictional aspects, but it tells the story of the, the traumas that her family endured when they came to the so-called promised land of the North in the 1920s and what happened to these two interrelated families that are that become you know integrated by marriage uh and the second one is um Another book by a black female uh, author, Go Back and Get It by Dionne Ford. Now, this is factual. She, takes, she looks at the journey of her, the, her g- genealogy. She goes back to the original enslaver, which was the beginning of the branch of her family, and looks at the, the patterns that are also in her life. So she's trying to, to heal from traumas that she has by going back and looking at the family their uh, family tree. They're both very interesting. In, in some ways similar, way, but very different, and both very good. Mm.
1: Great, thanks, Wendy. Uh, Jordan, just to validate you here a little bit. <laughs> going back to the quiet girl that um, Foster, based on Foster by yes. uh, Claire Keegan. All right. A text says, "I also usually put distance between adaptations." Uh, But The Quiet Girl is perfect, so nothing to nitpick. That's what we're hearing on that. Uh, We have a recommendation for Fledgling by Octavia Butler. Very interesting, fresh take on vampires, if vampires are your thing. All right, Debbie in Brookville. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning.
4: Um, I just got done reading John Boyne's, it's a sequel to The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I don't know if... um, you had heard of that. I know that mm-hmm. he's also written The Hearts Invisible Furies. He's an Irish writer. And this was very compelling because it's, it's World War II. Well, it, it's present day. But the father was, um, he was in, um, he was a commander that, you know, that welcomed, if you will, the people from the trains into the camps. And this was one of his two children. Mm. And so the question is, when is a monster's child culpable? And how much guilt and complicity do you carry if you are 12 and this is your parent? Mm. So I thought it brought up a lot of, you know, we all say, oh, we would never do that or how could that happen? So this brought up in present day quite a lot of interesting. I've been mulling over. I finished it two days ago and I I just can't stop thinking Mm. about the, the themes.
1: Mm. Thanks, Debbie. So uh, the follow-up to A Boy, the Boy in Striped Pyjamas, which also has an adaptation, right?
2: It does have an adaptation. Yeah, that's that's a book I read, I think, in middle school, and mm. has really stuck with me. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting.
1: Jordan, let's turn to books that are coming up this spring. Jennifer Croft. Yes, so
2: Jennifer Croft actually came on our show a couple months ago because she is an award-winning translator. She works primarily with the Polish writer Olga Tokarczuk, T- who mm-hmm. won, uh, I believe, the Nobel a couple years ago um, for her collection of work. Uh, Jennifer is her translator into English. I'm really excited about this one because this is Jennifer's debut novel. It's titled "The Extinction of Irina Ray." And it draws on her experience as a translator for the plot. So the, the setup of this is that eight translators who are working with one famous Polish author, um, so very similar to, to Jennifer's life, um, are all coming together to work on translating this woman's latest masterpiece. They're all translators in different languages, but they're coming together for this sort of collaborative exercise. And they find that she's gone missing. So it's got a a mystery element Mm. to it where they're sort of trying to figure out what happened to this woman. But also it's got the translation aspect, which I find really interesting just learning about translation as an art. It's an art. Totally. Yeah. Um, So uh, I think this one's going to be really interesting for people who are interested in learning more about translation.
1: All right. Title again. That is The Extinction of Irena Ray uh, by Jennifer Croft. I believe it is out March 5th. Okay. And again, listeners, we will have a complete list of books that Jordan recommends and that all of our listeners you recommend and listeners we do want your recommendations let us know what are what's exciting to you right now what are you looking forward to call us 212-433-9692 or text us at 212-433-WNYC we're going to take a break and come back with more book recommendations books coming out this spring so stay with us I'm Tiffany Hansen and for Allison Stewart This is all of it. I'm Tiffany Hansen and for Allison Stewart. And today we are talking about books with All of It producer Jordan Loff. Jordan also produces Get Lit, which is coming up this week. Jordan, one more time if you want info on Get Lit, what is it again? The website. It's Wnyc.org GetLit. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Listeners, we're also looking for your recommendations. Book recommendation, something coming out, something that is sitting on your nightstand right now that you're particularly excited about, some book that you read that has just stuck with you. Call us, 212-433-9692. You can also text us at that number, 212-433-WNYC. Jordan, we have a text, book recommendation, Demon Copperhead, Barbara Kingsolver's Modern Day, David Copperfield, the first novel I've been able to focus on since my son was born almost two years ago, says Nina Nina. Nina uh, also Jordan looking across the pond as they say Lady Macbeth
2: yes um, I want to also just second uh, Demon Copperhead oh a little here here yeah it's, King it's okay, the best good. book I've good, read good, in good. years and also to say that the book's title oh, that I years. forgot yes was um, The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese oh, that's great. cutting for stone same author got it Slipped my mind. I've got it now. Noted. Um, yes, okay, so Lady Macbeth, if you're interested, if you ever thought, huh, I wonder a little more what was going on with her, uh, there's a novel for you coming out. It's called All of Our Yesterdays by Joel H. Morris. Um, it's giving backstory to one of drama's most infamous characters. It's a piece of historical fiction. It's set in Scotland. Um, if anyone read Hamnet, uh I by Maggie O'Farrell, I really loved that take on Shakespeare and that story set in that historical time. So I think it'll be interesting to read a piece of historical fiction based on one of his characters.
1: A couple of things coming into the socials here. The Fraud by Zadie Smith was just so excellent. And right now, really enjoying A Life of One's Own by Joanna Biggs. And with my kids, we're enjoying Ramona's World by Beverly Cleary. Oh, Beverly, I mean, let's just right. Uh, But your head was nodding with the fraud. The fraud is great.
2: Um, It's actually, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but it's the first Sadie Smith book I've ever read. I haven't read White Teeth yet. I need to. But that one is also based on a real historical event, a trial um, in which, in sort of Victorian England, in which a man claimed that he was the heir to a long lost fortune, except he so clearly was not. Um, And this trial captivated Victorian England for for years. Um, and, uh, people just got really obsessed with it. It was sort of like one of those first like tabloid trial cases.
1: Jordan, let's go to the phones. Emma in Woodland park, New Jersey. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. Hi. You have a recommendation. Yeah, I do. Uh, my
0: recommendation is, uh, it's an older title, but, uh, I recently revisited the works of Kurt Vonnegut and, uh, I wanted to recommend slapstick specifically. Um, I found it really insightful for the current time uh, with the message of loneliness and isolation, especially post-pandemic. It has this sort of surreal overtone and kind of like science fiction overtone to it. Um, And I really enjoyed it. It it really added some insight into my life. Mm, Thank
1: (laughs) you so much, Emma. Uh, Earlier, Jordan, we were talking about sort of accessible sci-fi. We have a a recommendation for The Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, Sci-fi time travel done in a more realistic way. I find her to be very accessible. I totally second that. I thought that that one was maybe her most accessible, actually, in
2: terms of speculative fiction, sci-fi that um, I thought was really engaging. But you could completely wrap your head around.
1: Right. Oscar buzzy uh, movie out, American Fiction. There's an author who has a book out.
2: Yes. So Percival Everett, who is the author behind the novel that American Fiction is based on, um, has a new one coming out March 19th. This one is called James. And sort of like the Lady Macbeth uh, book that's coming out, this one explores a literary character who maybe needs a little more backstory. So this one is the story of Huckleberry Finn, but instead it's told through the eyes of the enslaved character, Jim, who travels with them on their journey. So uh, Percival sort of taking the the spotlight away from Huckleberry Finn and, and, and giving it to Jim and telling a little more of his story. Um, And I think it's going to be an excellent piece of historical fiction.
1: All right, let's uh, bring our listeners back in. Uh, let's go to Edgardo in Williamsburg. Good morning, Edgardo. Welcome morning. to Olivet. Thank of you it. so
0: much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so I want to talk about my own book. It's actually called La Kenya*. It's our first hardcover collected edition, collecting our first four graphic novels that we've been publishing for the last eight years. The first issue is actually a part of the permanent collection of the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. And I actually have a talk coming up on Tuesday, March 5th at the Stavros Niarchos Foundation Library. It's called The Secret Origins of Creating a Superhero. And this hardcover book is actually part of our philanthropic work that we do in Puerto Rico. So far, we've awarded... $200,000 in grants to nonprofits throughout the um, archipelago. And this superhero is an original project that I created eight eight years ago here in uh, Nueva York. So it's uh, an opportunity to promote, but also to recognize uh, an important part of New York City's culture and heritage the Puerto Rican community, of which I am a part of.
1: Edgardo, thank you so much for the recommendation and the plug. We appreciate that. Uh, I heard a, I saw a really funny thing on social media the other day. uh, Jordan, this person asked their kid, you know, for a book recommendation, of course. And she said, who's your favorite author? And she said, well, besides myself. (laughs) 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 I can appreciate that. All right, Reading Genesis. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, so I think
2: there is a big audience out there for trying to engage with the Bible, you know, one of our most famous texts, but historically pretty hard to get through and hard to navigate on your own. So Marilyn Robinson, who is a literary icon, and if you're familiar with her work, she writes a lot about religion and faith and themes. Works like Gilead really are, are centered on right. that. Reading Genesis is a nonfiction book from her, which is Exploring Genesis, first book in the Bible. It's sort of her take, her analysis, her thoughts on this, uh, this piece of Christian theology. And I think because it's coming from her, it'll be very accessible and literary and poetic and maybe a more philosophical engagement with with that work. So if you're someone who's looking to uh, engage with the Bible in a thoughtful way, and maybe you want to start right at the beginning, right with mm-hmm. Genesis, um, this one comes out March 12th and could be a really interesting place to begin.
1: So we heard from someone who's going back and reading Kurt Vonnegut. We have another text here. I'm about to start my third reading of Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. I'm obsessed. It's descriptive in how it paints a lost and violent picture, but there is redemption. Every sentence transports me to the scene. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there anything that you have gone back to read recently that like, oh, I, you know, I don't know, it was published decades ago and you've kind of, or are you really just forward looking at this point? You know,
2: because of my job, I tend to be right. a little more forward looking. I will say I read um, Anna Karenina for the first time mm. a couple years ago, and that felt like a part of my literary I did that too. canon that yeah. was missing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's long. It takes you a while to get through, but I'm really glad that I did it. It's a really good winter read. It's got, you know, it's in Russia. It's got the snowy scenes, right, right, right. The, the train station, all that good stuff. So uh, if you're looking for a classic to engage with, if you haven't tried Anna Karenina. Oh, actually, I'll say Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre is a favorite oh, that sure. always
1: holds up for me, and I've reread that one a couple times. All right, a couple more texts here. Chris Miller's Chip War provides excellent insight into the memory chips that changed the world. Uh, I have a book recommendation, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry. Real authentic account of his life as an addict, and it helps readers understand just some of what they go through. Plus, addicts are so misunderstood. Whether or not you're a fan of Friends, this is a great read. Uh, Let's move on to something coming up in April Jordan, The Familiar, uh, comes out April 9th. So tell us about that.
2: Yeah, this one's by Lee Bardugo, who is really beloved by adult fantasy lovers. Um, I was actually at a party a couple uh, weeks ago, and a couple people asked me, like, hey, have you read the new Lee Bardugo? Have you heard of it? Um, So there's definitely excitement out there for this one. It's titled The Familiar, and it's set in the golden age of the Spanish Empire. So if you're picking up a theme on my recommendations, I do love a historical novel. Uh, and this one is centered on a woman who is involved in magic, has some magical abilities, and she finds herself caught up in the Spanish royal court and uh, their sort of machinations of empire. So I think uh, for people who maybe liked R.F. Kwong's book, mm-hmm. um, they might find, find this one to be a next good read.
1: Okay, and I want to make sure that we get to this. Salman Rushdie has a book coming out in April. Yes, it's out April 16th.
2: It's the knife or sorry, just knife. Um, It's his memoir, which is talking about if you know if you're not familiar about the terrorist attack he experienced um, and his recovery. um, I think this is obviously a story that shook the literary world. It's incredibly important. And I'm glad that he has put pen to paper on it and will, um, you know, be sharing his side of the story in this way.
1: Okay, and last but not least, more history. Uh, Eric Larson has a new book coming out in April also.
2: Yeah, if you're like, huh, what should I get my dad for Father's Day? Right. Uh, Try Eric Larson. Dad's everywhere. Love Eric Larson. It's a surefire hit. Uh, His new one is titled The Demon of Unrest, a saga of hubris, heartbreak, and heroism at the dawn of the Civil War. It takes you from Lincoln's election all the way to the lead up of the battle at Fort Sumter. So it's really those early days of, of... conflict uh, over North and South and the breakout of, of the Civil War. And he's just so readable and engaging if you're looking for a new history book to try out.
1: Listeners, we've been talking book recommendations, what you're reading now, what's coming up in the spring. Fear not. We will have a list of everything that Jordan mentioned, everything that our listeners chimed in with. We'll have that on our website for you. So don't worry about that. Jordan, thanks so much for all the recommendations. We appreciate it. And Get Lit coming Wednesday. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks, everyone, for your recs.